Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد الشاكرين رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحلل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته and welcome to this session of tafsir and we are following the order of revelation in this series today إن شاء الله we will be doing سورة الإخلاص and this سورة comes in Revelation at Surah number 22, according to the sequence of Revelation, starting from Surah Al-Alaq, Al-Qalam, Al-Muzzammil, Al-Muddathir, all the way through, which we have done previously in the last two sessions, Surah Al-Falaq and Surah Al-Nas. And those three surahs in sequence, Al-Falaq, قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ وَقُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ وَقُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ As a sequence, they are uh, frequently uh, reported in the literature in the sciences of the Quran that these three surahs usually we read them at the end of each salah and they they go together and some people sometimes they uh, uh, they mention the name al-mu'awwadat the uh, uh, surahs which are used to protect someone from the as in surah al-alaq from the evil works and the uh, bad deeds of some of the people and from the uh, aggressions committed against any person from outside and Surah An-Nas, the protection from the Iblis and the uh, whispering inside the nafs and the whispering by the people as well. And also Surah As-Samad, Al-Ikhlas. Although the first two surahs, Al-Alaq and An-Nas, they are actually protectionist type of uh, surahs but Surah Qul Huwa Allahu Ahad or Al-Ikhlas is different in, uh, by the style, by the nature, by the objective, by the uh, uh, values that it uh, presents. So uh, today uh, we will talk about the Surah at uh, detail inshallah. And let me go over the, uh, uh, the interpretations, the linguistic interpretation of the Surah first and then I will go on the uh, details. Uh, it starts uh, with the same word as Surah uh, Al-Alaq and Surah Al-Nas, Qul, say, O Muhammad, of course the the, uh, the order has come to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam at the beginning and then of course this order is extended beyond Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam for all of us, for all the people who believe in Islam. Qul, say, Huwa Allahu Ahad. It is he, Allah. Who Allah means he is Allah. This is noun. Huwa means he, Allah. Huwa Allah. So it's a, a definition. It's like uh, I am defining whom we are talking about. It is Allah. Who Allah. Uh, he is Allah. Uh, uh, how do we define him in the very first place? Ahad. Allahu Ahad. Uh, unique. Ahad means unique. It doesn't mean the word, the number one. It means unique or the only one. There is a difference in Arabic between wahad and ahad. Wahad means one, like we are counting. One, two, three, four, five. So if we say one, that means we expect a second, a third. But ahad, ahad means one and only one. There is no numbering behind it. Beyond this sing uh, singularity, there is none. So it is Ahad, uniqueness. So Allah Ahad. Number two, Allahu As-Samad. So Allah, number one, Allah Ahad, this entity, God, whose name is Allah, he is unique. Uh, the oneness, oneness and uniqueness is established. Allahu 
الصمد is الصمد الصمد means to whom everything uh, upon upon which everything relies like you rely on this he is the absolute uh, absolute uh, eternal uh, non divisible or indivisible this is الصمد uh, it has multiple meanings and each and one each and every one of the meanings i will talk about it at detail but in a sum it's one unique indivisible you ca cannot divide it by anything a summit uh, and everything uh, depends on him number three lam yalid walam yulid he does not give birth to any uh, uh, descendants and he does not have ancestors uh, uh, fathers grandfathers is no uh, uh, either in the hierarchy up or hierarchy down uh, he is unique uh, he is not attached to uh, any parents and does not have any descendants lastly lam yakun lahu kufwan ahad absolutely uh, has no equivalent so the equivalency in this case in terms of everything you can think of the power, the eternality, the ability, the knowledge. Uh, there is no equivalent to this Allah Azza wa Jal. So those are the uh, specific meanings of the words. So in, in uh, again, say Ya Muhammad, say Ya Muslim, say every Muslim, you have to say, and of course believe, this is Quran. You must say the, the, the God that I believe in, this Islam that, uh, this Islam comes from uh, this source, who is Allah Azza wa Jal. This God uh, that we invite everybody to believe in, who is He? Allah Azza wa Jal is defining Himself. He is Ahad, unique. He is Samad, indivisible. Uh, he does not have parents, does not have children. Uh, he has no equivalent. In, uh, 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 in a brief summary, it shows that the main characteristics and attributes uh, of Allah Azza wa Jal are summarized in this surah. That's why in some narrations it says that this surah Al-Ikhlas it's equivalent to one-third of the Quran. Uh, and uh, it is uh, also narrated by there is uh, uh, an incident at the time of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where there was one of the companions reading surah Al-Ikhlas in each and every surah. And even when he's an imam and he's reciting the surah, the Quran for the people when he's reading the Quran in the prayer, he would always read surah al-ikhlas. Some people complain to the Prophet ﷺ that this Sahabi is always reading the surah al-ikhlas and is not is not reading anything else from the Quran. So the Prophet ﷺ asked this person, "What is it that what does make what is it that make you?" keep reading Surah Al-Ikhlas all the time. So that uh, uh, Sahabi says, Ya Rasulullah, inni uhibbu hadhi surah. I love this surah. This surah has it all, has everything that we need in this, as far as our aqidah is concerned. So Allah, uh, the Prophet Sallallahu uh, Alaihi Wasallam, turned to the man and told him, Inna Allaha yuhibbuka bihubbi Surah Al-Ikhlas. Allah loves you for the fact that you love this surah. So this surah is, is a significant one. It's a very uh, powerful one uh, and it has a very high weight in, our, in, in this deen of Islam. Now let's go to those step-by-step uh, uh, step trying to understand the, uh, the implications of the surah. Number one, let's refer one more time to the time of revelation. Remember that we are doing this uh, tafsir according to the revelation. And let's look at the time uh, duration in which the surah was revealed. Uh, we know that by this time, by the revelation of these uh, uh, surahs, and let me uh, remind us one more time, uh, the issue of uh, the struggle that has been mounted in Mecca, uh, there was a time when uh, the uh, kuffar of Mecca, they were uh, telling Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and uh, 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 insisting that Muhammad peace be upon him will be cut off 
from his uh, descendants, uh, from followers, from people who will follow, and this Islam will terminate in no time. And Allah Azza wa Jal revealed Surah Al-Kawthar. Uh, we also look in Surah earlier, much earlier in Surah Al-Qalam, where people were trying to deviate and push Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam from what has been revealed to him, uh, to push him aside, where he says, what do لو تدهنوا فيدهنون? They really wish that you can make it easier on them. Don't really bring this Islam in a very fair manner. And the issue about who is the God, uh, in Mecca it was uh, common that the God is an idol. The God could be a representation of uh, some physical entities. Here in this surah now, at this time, uh, comes the uh, time, of course, uh, before this when Surah Al-Fatiha came, uh, brought some characteristics and attributes of Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah Rabbil Alameen, the Rabb Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maliki Yawmuddin. They brought some attributes in one surah. And here now is a decisive type of uh, implication that this God that we are talking about uh, there is nothing like it. There is nothing like this God. Absolutely none. Number one, he is absolutely unique. Allah Ahad. There is uh, not second to anyone and he is not seconded by anyone. So he is not one of the gods that exist. So those other gods that the people refer to, whether they are idols, physical idols, or whether they are human type of gods, like the gods of the day. Uh, now, when we talk the gods of the day, the gods that uh, uh, try to enslave people for their ideas, enslave people for their constitutions, for their regulations, for their systems. Uh, so those gods are absolutely null and void vis-a-vis uh, -vis Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah is one and only one. Allah is unique. He is one and only one God. That's why we say, in the uh, when someone enters Islam or to, to, to believe in Islam or to become a Muslim, we say, La ilaha illallah. There is absolutely none, no God, absolutely none but Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah is the one and only one who qualifies to be a God. And in this surah, here Allah Azza wa Jal makes it in a very fair manner. I say and I declare that Allah is Ahad. Allah is absolutely unique. Uh, cannot be equivalent to anyone else, cannot be seconded. And uh, uh, in other places in the Quran, Allah reminds and uh, brings some type of thought into the, into the issue here. It is a deterministic, say just, I believe that Allah is one and only one. There is no God but Allah Azza wa Jal. In one other place, uh, Allah explains further, He says, لو كان فيهما آلهة إلا الله إذا لذهب كل إله بما خلق. If there were to be a second God or a third God who has this uh, uh, this quality of being a God. God means the one whose domain of creation is absolutely under his control. So if there were two gods in this world, then each one of these gods would definitely expand his sphere of dominance to include the others. So they would cancel one another. So two gods, if they qualify to be gods according to the uh, understanding of what a god is, uh, then each and every one will be, will be able to cancel the second one. So there, there will be no gods, no gods and no creations. Every time you god number one makes a creation, god number two takes over. Every Time God number two makes a creation, God number one takes over and cancels it. Each one is going to eliminate and annihilate and uh, extinguish the creation of others. So there will be no, uh, absolutely none. It's impossible to have two gods. So when we say Ahad, it is something not only that we take it, uh, simply repeat it, although here we say, I will say, I will say, but based on a very certain belief. So there has to be an absolute certainty in the mind coupled with my emotions toward this issue, my, my liking, my emotions, as well as my brain, my mind. It will all be settled on this fact that there is one 
and only one God, which is Allah Azza wa Jal. So that's number one. And uh, this God, this God is Samad. Samad means he is a point of reference. I will say a point of reference for each and every one of the creation. In other words, whenever you look around, whether it's the universe, the stars, the moon, the earth, the people, life, each and every one of them has a point in time to end. And this point of time where each and every object will end will have a reference and uh, 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 something to refer to and to depend on, which is Allah Azza wa Jal. He is Samad. In this case, each and everything in this world will definitely depend on. So we depend on him for our existence, not only for our needs, because in, in the tafsir you will find that this is Allah Azza wa Jal, the God that we refer to with all our needs, all the needs of the people and the humans and the existence and whatever, they refer to this God, Allah Azza wa Jal. But moreover, moreover, it is that entity upon which we rely for our own existence, not only for our ongoing needs. Today, my ongoing needs means I need uh, uh, air to breathe. And the air to breathe has got to come from somewhere, which is in this case, Allah Azza wa Jal provides this universe with this uh, uh, mixture of uh, gases and uh, air that allow us to breathe and to, to, uh, to get our life. But more so, my very existence as a human, the very existence of the universe depends on this Allah Azza wa Jal. And that, in fact, if we uh, look at the evidences, the mental evidence, why do we believe uh, mentally uh, from our using our minds and uh, mental uh, uh, processes that there has got to be a God that we believe in. One of these proofs, the very sound mental proof, is that uh, each and every entity in this world, including humans, including life, including universe, rely on for its existence on something else, on something else that's before even we know that that something else is a God. Uh, and uh, that is a very simple mental process because we know that in order for me to survive one extra minute, which means to go from uh, uh, in my life for the next step to, to become one year older, one day older, one second older, and to grow uh, and to change in my uh, uh, in my existence in any way, I cannot do it on my own. There is no thing absolutely in this world that moves or changes or takes any new uh, shape or view on its own. It's absolutely impossible. In fact, this is, uh, you can tell simply if you have uh, uh, an object like this uh, cup of water, if you keep this cup of water on the table and if you move one minute, two minutes, one year, two years, three years, and if you find that it has changed position from one place to another place, you will definitely say there must be some other entity that gave it this ability to change because it does not change by itself. It needs, there is a need and this need to change, this need to grow, this need to take a new view, this, to take a new shape, to take a new color, uh, to get bigger, to get smaller. All of these needs are needs, are needs for existence. In reality, why? Because my existence as a human uh, is determined by the position I am in, I'm sitting right here, by the uh, motion of my hands, by the motion of my tongue, by the voice that comes from my mouth and each and each and every one of them does not take place on its own 
each and every motion, each and every change, each and every position, each and every attribute of existence, if you will, does depend on something else. There is, which means, which means there is nothing that we know of, that we know of, including the universe, stars, celestial bodies, life, lifestyles, animals, humans, plants, etc. Each and every one of them, we can definitely determine that each and every one of them is dependent on something else. It does not sustain itself by itself. There is nothing in this world that's sustainable uh, locally, uh, individually, by its own self. Absolutely none. And that dependence, that dependence has to end somewhere because now I am dependent for my very existence, uh, let's say, on uh, a food that I eat. Uh, and initially for a birth that I had to uh, experience uh, at my birth. Uh, and to sustain my existence, I de depend and rely on the food and on the air and on the water that exists and so on. Eventually, this has to end somewhere because each and every one of the universe, each and every object and piece is dependent. So uh, if you keep moving this and looking at this, there has to be a point of reference. And this point of reference here, if I keep thinking myself, I come to the definition, to the, to the conclusion, that there has to be a summit, a summit, uh, an entity to which each and every one of these objects refers to. Here Allah Azza wa Jal is telling us who was summit. The one that you are looking for, the one that your mind has arrived at saying that there got to be a summit, there got to be a point of reference, there got to be a point of reliance, there got to be a point which provides the sustainability of each and every one object in this world that we live in. Allah Azza wa Jal comes and says, ah, this is what you are looking for, a summit. Allah is a summit. Allah is the point of reference. Allah is the point of reliance. Allah is the point upon which each and every object relies on for its own existence and then for its sustainability. And if Allah Azza wa Jal, this As-Samad, uh, uh, removes his uh, support for this existence, then the existence will vanish. And that's, that's a very big conclusion that all of this world that we live in, uh, no matter how big it is, no matter how billions of stars there are, no matter how big they are, no matter how many people they live in, no matter how much power these people have acquired over time, all of this rely on the very existence of all of these issues upon this summit. So if this summit, which is Allah Azza wa Jal, at any point of time, removes that support, no longer provides you the reliance that you need, then you vanish. And that's the talks in the other ayat in the Quran that we will approach in, uh, at the time when we talk about them. It is Allah Azza wa Jal who starts and who ends uh, all of this universe in, uh, in, a, uh, in a glimpse, in, in, uh, in a very uh, short period of time, could be a blink of an eye. So that's one which is very important when we look, when we say Allah Ahad, which means he's, uh, uh, there, is, there cannot be another God, so we, we got that, because a God by definition is that he should be able to create and annihilate the creation and extinguish the creation. He, he has this ultimate power, otherwise he's not a God. All of these elements that refer to as gods are not gods. But if there was a God, in the same manner that we refer to Allah, to Allah Azza wa Jal, then that will not uh, proceed. You cannot proceed like that because they can, they will annihilate one another. Just imagine for a second, without any uh, uh, detailed comparison, if you have two equivalent powers somewhere, so either these two equiv equivalent powers like the United States and the Soviet Union at the time when the Soviet Union was, then if they will go in uh, collisions, they will annihilate each other. They will just extinguish each other. Nuclear, using their nuclear arms. Or each one ha will have his own sphere. If each one will have his own sphere and does not interfere with the sphere of the other one, then he's limited. And if he's limited by power and by sphere, then he's not a god. 
So that's then we say, look, these two big powers, they don't qualify to be gods because if they were like a god, then they should be able uh, to extend their sphere without the ability to limit it. So that's what when we said Ahad means one and only one cannot be two. There cannot be because if there was a second one, then they will eliminate each other. And a Samad, now this Samad, this one and only one is able uh, and powerful enough and big enough and strong enough and uh, solid enough, if you will, that each and every part of the creation of this world can rely on it for its own existence and survival and sustainability. And that's why we are sustained. So this is a very powerful notion that I'm not believing in a God simply, he created me and let me go. He, I am relying on a God who created me and continues to provide me my, 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 my existence today. So my current existence, so sometimes you say, oh, I'm created by Allah. Sure, many people believe in that. That is not sufficient. It is, you should, we should believe that Allah Azawajal created me, created the world, created the universe, and the entire world, entire universe, entire life, entire me and you and everyone, all of us continue to rely on this Allah Azawajal for our existence yesterday, today, and tomorrow until we vanish. And that, if I realize this, if I really uh, uh, inculcate this in my mind and understand it thoroughly, that means I will always be watchful for the very existence of me, which I love, no matter how it is. And that's why people try to get cured. They don't like to be sick. They like to eat and to grow and, 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 because they love their existence. This is natural. natural. Allah Azza wa Jal, provided in me and in you and in everyone, this instinct of survival, which means the love to, ex to, to, to continue to exist. That's Allah Azza wa Jal created in us when he created us, this love to sustainability and to existence and to, to survive. And to love the survive, you have to love the one who provides you the survival. That's the, the implication. And if I understand that my survival continues to rely and depend on the one who gave me my initial existence, which is Allah Azza who is As-Samad, that means this love of survival, which is natural instinct in me, will extend to the love of the one who gives me the survival. And this is not a, a, a rocket uh, science, because today, it's very natural that if you are in deep, deep, deep trouble, where you feel that your survival is being threatened uh, physically or by uh, health-wise or shortage-wise, you tend to love and like the one who gives you the immediate help to allow you to continue for at least one minute more. The doctor, the financial institution that can support you, the job that gives you the ability to eat and to feed your children, the uh, medications that you take, the ground, the air that gives you the, 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 the food and the water that you drink, that's natural. We tend to love those things that provide us our immediate survival. But here Allah Azza wa is saying, a summit that gives you the continuous survival, the continuous support as long as you, you exist, your current existence and your initial existence and your existence to be, all of this is from Allah, from a summit So that's the natural uh, tendency now to look up for this God, for this Allah, a summit because this a summit is the cause of your creation at the very beginning, is the cause of your survival, is the cause of your sustainability, he is the cause of reliance for you. So your entire love of survival should be upwarded for Allah Azza wa Jal As-Samad, Al-Ahad As-Samad. So that's where this comes handy for our aqeedah, for our faith, for our Iman, so that this Iman can be, can be put in perspective and it will help me. So at no point in time, no point in time, I believe or I think that my survival, my sustainability, belongs in the hands of anyone. 
and that's where we'll, we'll, uh, we look in the history of Islam when the, the, the Muslims, some of them really understood this issue. A person was approached once by, uh, he was in quote unquote, targeted by one of the uh, judges or rulers who was not uh, fair. And that person, without, I don't want to refer to names because sometimes uh, uh, those names, they get annotated, uh, uh, was uh, giving this uh, uh, alim the option. He says, if you refrain, if you refrain of what you are claiming or saying or accusing us of, if you are not, if you, if you, if you take back your words, if you will, if you uh, uh, submit to our will, then I will not kill you. I will offer you a chance to live. I will offer you a chance to live. The response of the scholar of this alim was, had I known, had I known that my life and my existence depends on you, then you would have been my God. Then I would have worshipped you. I'm not going to take back my words, to refrain from what I am saying, to uh, stop uh, uh, fighting and struggling for for the rights uh, uh, of me as a Muslim in this uh, uh, society, in this entity. I will not do that because the summit for me is Allah Azza wa Jal. The point of reliance for me is Allah Azza wa Jal. The one who provides life and death, which means existence and no existence, is Allah Azza wa Jal. So you are absolutely, you have nothing to do with this existence. A summit is only Allah Azza wa Jal. And that takes me for today. Today, the majority of dictators and countries and uh, intelligence uh, apparatus, when they want to go after the people who carry the da'wah and the people who try to make change, to change the corruption, to change the rules, to change the systems, to bring Islam into existence. And that's what we are about. We are about to, to make a da'wah, to, to make sure that the world lives under Islam. Muslim countries live under Islam. Muslims live under an Islamic state because it's their obligation and it's right. When we try to do that, then they come, here comes the, the, uh, the, the struggle. Uh, some will be uh, confiscated, will be arrested, will be put under pressure. You have to uh, uh, go back, uh, let go of these ideas, uh, denounce uh, what you have been saying, uh, don't work for the, the da'wah, uh, stop working for the change, otherwise I will accuse you of being a terrorist, being a fundamentalist, uh, I will deprive you, deprive you from the essentials for life. Like not allow you to work, not allow you to uh, to be free, to jail you, or even even to persecute you. And there are people who were persecuted, and they were killed, and they were uh, uh, taken to the uh, uh, with death penalties to 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 death. And then the the issue here is in the mind of the person who is faced with these consequences. His mind has to be settled. Who is my summit? Is my summit is the government in, in Syria or the government of Egypt or the government of the United States or the government of Russia or the intelligence of the CIA or the intelligence of this or that? Who's my who's a summit? Who's the one upon uh, my reliance, my, my life uh, relies on? Who is the entity upon which uh, or from which I received my first existence and my continuous existence still depends on who is that entity? It's Allah Azza wa Jal. It is. Allah Azza wa Jal. It is Huwa Allah Ahad. Huwa Allah As-Samad. No Samad but Him. No point of reliance but Him. No source of survival and sustainability but Him. Then I am absolutely giant. I am free. And no one can, can push me or uh, try to abuse me or to, uh, uh, to get me to stop doing what is right simply by threatening my uh, my very existence. Now, the existence, again, it's not only the death. It's each and every element that supports that existence, including the air, including the water, including the food, including the uh, ability to speak, the ability to think, the ability to, to feel and to have emotions and to continue to love my existence. All of this is 
what are summarized as my current existence, which I need uh, the survival and the sustainability of. All of this is from Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah is a summit. Now, this is summit. This is summit. The second one here. He is lam yalid wa lam yulid. Now, it's very interesting, this notion. Look, what you are relying on is eternal. Lam yalid wa lam yulid means he did not have a beginning. He did not have a place to start with. And he does not have an end. Once you generate children and you are survived by children, then your very existence will be over. Your very existence will be over because it extends to someone else and the someone else comes after you. That's natural for us because the very fact that I give birth to children, that means I grow, I grow. And when I grow, then eventually my children take over. That's my inheritance. And if I am born by someone, my parents, so there is a time when I did not exist. My parents were there, but I was not here. Here Allah Azza wa is saying, look, this Allah Azza wa Jal, he does not have a beginning to start with, and he does not have an end to, uh, to go to. So he's eternal. And it's sufficient for eternality. To eternal means has no beginning at all. And if you have no beginning, that means you don't have an end, of course, because this is simple. If you are eternal, which means you have no beginning whatsoever, and you do have an end, then that end must have happened. Because in eternality, time is absolute, is unlimited. Let's say, if you say, oh, for you to terminate, you need a billion years, but billion years have done, have already passed since eternality. Eternality means infinity from before. Let's say from minus infinity until now. From minus infinity until now, if you need trillion years, they were there. If you need zillion years, they were there. So if you do, if you do have an end at any point of time, then that end must have happened. So if you are absolutely with no start, you have no beginning, you were not born, no one gave you your current view of existence, your current existence. Let's say us, for me, uh, yes, it's true as a human, my existence is since Allah created Adam, but as a piece, as an individual, my creation, my beginning started with my birth or with the inception within the womb of my mother. That's my uh, the, the existence of an individual. So if I am born, that means there was a time when I did not exist. If there was a time when I did not exist, which means my life span is not eternal then i would have i would end at any point of time here allah is telling us look here who allah it's he who is allah who allah now this allah is one and unique with no second no no other one he is samad is the source of every existence and reliance and mind you he does not have a beginning and therefore does not have an end he has, was not born and does not give birth to others, which means he's one on his own, does not need an end, does not have a, a, a beginning, I'm sorry. In other words, what you are relying on for your existence, for your survival, for your being, for your continuation is there forever. This is unlike, unlike what the secularist what the current status quo of many people, those who for one period, one instance of time, one glance of time, thinks for a second that, oh, my survival now depends on this dictator, on the one who has the, uh, the rope to, to hang me or the pistol to shoot me or the uh, jail to uh, imprison me or the one who can limit my life. But that, entity which you are referring to is not continuous is not eternal because it can vanish before you this very person or very entity or this very country that or this apparatus that is seeking your destruction and your end and for a second you think that oh all my life now everything depends on the 
it would be possible that this entity would vanish before you. We have seen there was a time when in Egypt there was the Arab uh, Spring and where the uh, tens of thousands of people were in jail for no reason. In a short period of time, when the revolution started taking place in, in the streets of uh, Cairo, then the security officials were not able to sustain the jails they were guarding. And in a second, everybody from the jails, these uh, poor guys, poor Muslims, including Muhammad Mursi, the one who was later on killed by Sisi, they, they, they freed themselves. This quote and quote, the one who played the role of source of life for them, ceased to exist. Ceased to exist. So you're the traitor, the tyrants, or I'm sorry, the, 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 the tyrants, the dictators, those people or entities who play the role of a God, they are not eternal. There was a time when they did not exist, like the power of the United States at some point, they did not exist. Today they do, but tomorrow they, 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 they will not for sure. There is no entity that has been created that's eternal. So if anyone thinks that my source of reliance, my the power I rely on to resolve my financial issues, to resolve my the existence of a state to get support from or to get protection from for the survival of a country or the survival of a society or the survival of a group of people and those who enter in negotiations to to guarantee that this big local summit that they they play the role of uh, a summit i'm sorry for this uh, uh, using this analogy but those big, like Pharaoh, he thought he's a god. That means he can give life and death. Well, go into Surah uh, to Ibrahim السلام, with the Namrud, with the king. When Ibrahim السلام, he said, Oh, my god, he gives life, life and death. The other guy, the other person who played the role of a god, he said, Oh, I do, I do the same. I can give life and death, if you will. Uh, he said, I do the same as your God, so I can provide life and death. But then Ibrahim, of course, alayhi salam, continued to say, okay, but my God has yet one more power. He can, uh, 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 he always brings the sun from the east and goes to the west. Try to reverse it if you can, if this is your ability to sustain and to manipulate the creation, do it. And of course, that one could not. In other words, when I say those big entities, they play the role of a God and they want to present themselves as a summit, they are not eternal. They are not eternal. They can play a, a, a minor role at some point of time that looks like they can provide a, 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 some support or existence or survivability for an entity for a second, for a minute, for a year. But then their power, which they use in order to play that role, can finish at any point of time and will finish because they don't have eternity. But Allah Azza wa Jal, this God that we rely on, He is Lam Yalid wa Lam Yulad, He is eternal. He is there and He will be there forever. He was there from the beginning of the creation. He gave the support for each and every piece that moves in this world that has the attributes of a being, of an object, of an issue that could have existed and did exist in this world. He gave it its very cause of existence and he continues to do so and will continue forever as long as he wants to provide that sustainability because this entity Allah Azza wa Jal has no beginning and therefore has no end and therefore he is Azal as we say it in Arabic Azal the one has no beginning and no end at all from time wise so this is not something temporary and that's what the people experience these days in all of their endeavors when it comes to man-made gods, gods made by own man's imagination or creation or doings, whatever that form of godship they have, whether it's in the form of an idol or of a form in a state, in a form of a state or in a form of a legislation body, on the or in the form of intelligence or in the form of 
military or in any form it is that does not have the quality number one to be a summit for reality number two even if it does play the, that role for a certain point of time it cannot have that role forever because it is not eternal it is not an asm and it does have a beginning and an end and look at each power in the world look at qawm ad in fact that's why the quran in surah al-fajr few surahs earlier <coughs> where allah brought the example alam tara Look at the people of Aad, what Allah did for them. It was so huge that no country, no power had ever been equivalent to it. It's gone. It's done. It's no longer there. Look at Thamud. Look at Thamud, the ones who changed and manipulated the mountains and the rocks in a manner they created houses and cities out of solid rocks they were absolutely fabulous they are gone they cease to exist look at Pharaoh, and he gave the example of Pharaoh. the one who had built the pyramids uh, in in egypt uh, and the ones who did all types of atrocities against the people they are gone and those issues those issues here that Allah is saying that this will be the the uh, <coughs> that's what these people do not qualify to be a summit because they are not eternal they are gone now the last thing of course which goes in in the same line لم يكن له كفواً أحد لم يكن له كفواً أحد now, even in our own life, uh, let me bring this uh, interesting analogy, when in terms of countries, even states, when these states, they want to choose to which campaign, to which camp they want to follow, whether the camp led by United States or by Russia or by China or by Britain, they try to find which one is powerful, which one is more likely to be the most powerful one that's natural for the our daily life to look between uh, uh, to look between the entities that can provide the support of sustainability and the strength and 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 so and that's why you'll find the fluctuations between countries that one time they follow the uh, u.s uh, domain the british domain the chinese the russians the French uh, during the and and uh, today it's it's a matter of fact that the uh, the world is being divided into these major camps and each big country has smaller countries that are within the satellites of this big one. That's because of the very reason that you want someone that can provide you the support and the existence and the survival and the power and the protection and 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 Allah is saying, look. When it comes to Allah, remember that Allah has no equivalent whatsoever. Absolutely no equivalent. You cannot find an equivalent of Allah for all of these needs and issues and survivability and, and sustainability and existence and power and, and means of life, all of them provided by one and only one source. You don't have to go anywhere else. And this is as sometimes you say it's one-stop shop you don't have to go anywhere else you can shop for everything you want from one place here you rely on one and only one from one place that's Allah Azza wa Jal he is Ahad he is As-Samad and he is the able to provide for all the needs whatever these needs are no matter what they are nothing can go beyond this Allah Azza wa Jal and you will never be able to have an equivalent there is no equivalent. لم يكن له كفواً أحد. كفواً أحد means an equivalent. No single entity that can be equivalent to Allah Azza wa Jal. Now, I've said these things. I want to bring one more issue before I continue. This issue is very important. It has to do with legislation. And it's interesting. You'll say, well, what does this surah has, have to do with legislation and justice? Because legislation is about justice. Legislation rules, 
is about providing justice. This surah in its entirety, it shows that if you are looking for the justice, then the very basic component of justice is for the source of the law, the one who is going to provide the law, he has to be immune from all types of attachments, what we call attanazzuh. Attanazzuh, attanazzuh means you are absolutely free from all types of attachments for the self, uh, for a certain self type of uh, likings, uh, for your uh, first uh, kins, uh, for your relatives, for your children, for your parents, for your tribes, uh, for your own interests. Like the uh, in America, when you go to the Congress and look at all the laws that get uh, uh, legislated, you find there are lobbies for like the Rifle Gun Association, for the rights of women, the rights of men, the employment, non-employment, for the taxes. Uh, there are all types of lobbying groups and then the Congress get impacted by one or another from these groups. In other words, at the time when you make a legislation, there is an attachment, an attachment which has to do with your own instincts, with your own needs. Here, Allah Azza wa Jal has no instincts, has no needs. He is a samad. He has no equivalent. He does not need anything. He is absolutely unique. So what's the attachment? So the law that come from Allah Azza wa Jal, the rules that come from Allah, has the very basic component for any law to be a just law, which is the absolute detachment from each and every self type of uh, ties or bonds. You have bonds as a human, you have your own bonds, you have your own bindings, you have things that can attract you one way to the right or to the left, what we call it al-hawa. Al-Hawa means you have to deviate for, for, for the sake of my children, for the sake of my people, for the sake of the white color or the black color or the, uh, my ethnicity. You have attachment whether you like it or not. That's how the people are. So no matter where you go, you will never be able to find the first component of justice, first component of justice, which is the ability to make things or to legislate things or to provide a law without any strings attached. The only one is Allah Azza wa Jal. Why? Because he is Ahad, he is unique. He doesn't have a second or a third. He is not afraid that he will be succeeded or someone will make a revolution against him. There is no other God that will revolt against the first God. It's done. He's a summit. Each and everything does depend on him. So he's the one that provides the existence for all. So he doesn't need someone to support him. And he has no parents, he has no children. These are the very, very uh, essentials for being attached when it comes to legislation. The tribal, because this is the tribal or the blood bond, if you will. Parents, children, that's the blood bond. And this blood bond can be extended to your tribe, to your nation, to your race, to your ethnicity. And that's these are the sources of ill legislations have been and continue to be until the end of this world, until and unless you take the legislation from Allah Azza wa Jal. So, and then, he doesn't need anyone. Like the Congress people who, who legislate for the Rifle Association, they need the money. They need the next, uh, for next campaign elections. They need that. Allah Azza wa Jal does not need to be elected by his own creatures, does not need to be elected by another a group of uh, creatures by another God somewhere else. He doesn't have that. He doesn't need it. He's not impacted by any of these. So he's absolute. He's absolute in the sense that no entity, nothing absolutely can impact or can push the legislation that Allah Azza wa wants one way, one direction or another direction. And that issue, it brings us to the point that look, when we talk about Islam and we want to bring justice to the world it, by bringing Islam because the legislations we are bringing, the laws, the regulations, the ahkam, whether they have to do with the inheritance, with the women, with the men, with fighting, with peace, with uh, uh, financials, with the growth of money, with uh, uh, marriage relationships, with all these things, Allah Azza wa made them and this Allah who made them, he is unique, he is a samad, 
إذ لم يلد إذ لم يولد إذ لم يكن له كفوا أحد إذ أبسلوتلي وان إذ أبسلوتلي the support of each and everything in this world he has no parents he has no children to be attached with and nothing is equivalent to him so what is going to impact his law when we say oh this you know this war about inheritance about women or the 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 الذكر مثل حظ الأنثيين the male takes double the woman ah there is a bias against women who is the bias where is the bias the bias from God but God is neither male or female he doesn't have children doesn't have parents why would he be why would you think that this type of entity can be biased towards men against women or uh, for women against men when he says that the man must take care of all the needs of a woman whether she is a daughter or a sister or a wife or a mother she is absolutely protected and then the man has to take the burden uh, no one in his right mind would say oh this god is biased towards men, towards women he is neither a man nor a woman he has no children he has no parents he has no equivalent he doesn't have needs he provides the needs for everyone both men and women so he doesn't have bias when he talks about the words about the uh, propagation of islam about prophets all of these this allah azawajal provides his laws his regulations his legislations his rules his ahkam based on his own entity as a god absolutely one samad lam yalid lam yulad and so on so this surah besides it provides the very essential base for our belief and iman it does also provide that uniqueness in its character that this allah that we are talking of talking about when the laws and the regulations come from him they are absolutely unbiased there is no bias whatsoever. There is no element of bias. There is no need for bias. There is no room for bias. There is no cause for bias. All of these causes that we have for being born to this parent, to that parent, born to one color, to another color, to one ethnicity versus another ethnicity, for someone who has lots of money and one doesn't have money, Allah has nothing of these biases. Absolutely. He's the absolutely rich because he owns everything. Belong to Allah everything that exists in these heavens and, and earth. No parents, no children. Who's going to be biased uh, for? What would be the, the bias for him? So this surah, to summarize, really has brought into this Islam, this deen, very great notions about the God that we believe in, about this God that we believe in, he's nothing equivalent to him. If you're really going to worship, let go of this worship of idols or cows or animals or whatever. Come on. Look at this type of God that we are presenting to the world. He's indivisible. He's not three, like the, the Christians say, Trinity. He's Samad. He's one and only one cannot be divided by two or by three or by four is absolute is absolute there's no confusion of the mind it doesn't allow you a place to to fluctuate oh today i rely on on this god tomorrow on the other god today my life is supported by this entity tomorrow by that entity no 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 it gives you absolutely deterministic type of aqidah type of faith type of iman which is the same for all the way through from Adam السلام, until Muhammad السلام, it is something that's absolutely clear something that does not have contradictions something that does not have those type of fluctuations within it it's this type of absolute notions about who Allah is who the God is who's your 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 Rabb uh, uh, is so that this surah is very powerful and then adding to that when it comes to legislation and to building a state if you will building an entity called the islamic state or the khilafah and you bring a constitution and you you, you bring the rules and the laws within these uh, 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 realms of the of the state you will say look from the perspective of the origin of law and the structure of the law it has no bias whatsoever and therefore it qualifies to be just from this perspective the second component now relies on the one who implements that. 
Now, the one who implements that, if he believes in all of the elements of this surah, like the surah al-Samad, al-Ikhlas, and the other surahs, of course, then he would be qualified to, to uh, maintain and practice these rules and laws that are extracted from the revelations of Allah Azza wa Jal. And I would like to stop right here. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May Allah Azza wa Jal bless all of you in this month of Ramadan and uh, accept all our uh, deeds and prayers and uh, dua in this uh, month, inshallah. And if there are any questions, we can uh, take them here, inshallah. Okay, uh, until we uh, meet next time, inshallah, uh, uh, may Allah Azza wa Jal uh, uh, bless all of you and all of us and accept all our prayers and our deeds in this month of Ramadan. May Allah Azza wa Jal accept our fasting and our prayers and may Allah Azza wa Jal enable us all to realize and understand the essence of our aqidah in the way Allah Azza wa Jal presented, especially in the Surah Al-Ikhlas and the other and the entire Quran, of course. And may Allah Azza wa Jal enable us, the Muslims, today and in these days of Ramadan to uh, establish a system where the laws and the rules of Allah Azza wa Jal, which are absolutely unbiased, absolutely just, to be implemented and to bring to the world the uh, the nur, the uh, the light of Allah Azza wa Jal, to penetrate the dar darknesses which have been imposed by all types of so-called gods other than Allah Azza wa Jal, democracy, capitalism, nationalism, socialism, all of these. May Allah Azza wa Jal relieve us from all the tyranny and oppression practiced by all the rulers and the dictators and the which are not based on what Allah Azza wa Jal revealed and enable us to implement the rules of Islam and to bring this up to the world as a model so that all the humans will enjoy the blessings revealed by Allah Azza wa Jal. Jazakumullahu khairan. السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe. Share and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.